The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, welcome back, Popo Nation. We're back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890, Saturday night, Chicago. And we got we got a new mayor, and she lightened it up, folks. She oh, all, she's all up in the beat. Popo's business. Lori Lightfoot, starting strong. F- Good for her. FOP beefing every day. Who listens to the FOP anymore? Well... Lori said she don't have time for listening to FOP because they beefing about something every day. What's new, right? That's right. That's what she said, man. Fired the school board. Boom. Gone. Eddie Johnson's still here, though. Right? Superintendent is, is last. It looks like he's going to be here through the summer. More Jussie Smollett news. All right? Everybody's on that bandwagon still. Okay? Won't go away. Maybe a change of attorney in R. Kelly. Greeny might be out. New chicky in. All kinds of stuff happening tonight. Hey, man, we're starting well, Memorial Day weekend strong. Well, we're, we like Memorial Day, right? That's a good holiday. That's a, usually a four-dayer. You know, I get a four-day weekend every week, so it's, yes, it's just you, a you, regular week for yes, me, Paul. Yes, I know. It's your life is you always know, attorneys, we don't work weekend. on Fridays. We nah, don't work nah. on, on Mondays. Nah, so, nah, you, you, know. Know, you don't work Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, Fourth of July, uh, Christmas, New Year's, Easter... Uh, you know, uh, you know, a boatload of a boatload of holidays. That's yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, generally, Mondays and Fridays are bad for you too. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Everyone's going to be working this. Everyone's working this weekend, though. There's a big summer initiative starting off Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, a lot of popo. They're on the what streets. What are we initiating? You know, <laughs> yeah. it, well, please don't shoot your neighbor. There's a new pro. Well, there's a new program. Uh, just started this year, actually. Uh, cops popo with little time on. They got dumped on the CTA line and the bus lines. They, Gotta go and protect the up, citizens. Put them on there, so Gotta they... go and protect the citizens. It's called <laughs> no. <laughs> it's called a little more police presence, Paul. Let's put the young guys on the CT so they get beat up too, so they know what it's like to be a citizen. Yeah, it's called reverse seniority, or if you want to volunteer, but not too many senior officers want to volunteer for that gig. Oh yeah, who want? Yeah, riding the CTA. That's uh, the you know that that's a dream job for Up anybody. Up and down the red line, blue line, green yeah. line, not that much fun, Paul. You know, and <laughs> the they, scenery is not no. right. And they, they get two days off, though. You know, but it's just Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wow. I mean, well, not much who yet. wants to party on a Tuesday and Wednesday <laughs> that's, that's on your right, day off, right? right. Popo party? <laughs> you know, hump day maybe, right? But you yes. got to go back to work. You got to... An initiative. This doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, public transportation summer initiative. Well, let's see if that helps. I, 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 you don't think it'll help? You're so pessimistic, Paul. Come on. You know, presence is nice, but the gangsters figure out where the presence isn't. That's where they go. And they're dealing with them young dudes, okay? Young guys are not, you know, let's face it. Well, that's on top of, you know, the yeah. already saturated uh, downtown area. Yeah. That, listen, that downtown's never a problem, okay? Please. Yeah. Michigan Avenue is, is the sacred cow in this city, all right? You could pretty much do anything you want, and they're, the popo be on you in about 2.2 seconds, especially on a nice night, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Michigan Avenue is always well guarded. <laughs> wow. They need to move some of them guards over to the south and west sides, I think. Yeah. 
But I think uh, the new mayor, she's going to be moving a whole bunch of folks over there. Maybe some National Guard folks as well. Oh, yeah. The FOP's beefing about that, right? Uh, they're beefing Who about cares? everything. Hey, listen. Let I, her do. I mean, she gets to. She's got prerogative, right? She could pick her listen, staff. I listen, mean, she's going to get a lot of leeway for uh, through the summer, at least, right? She's lit up the alderman. Yeah, she's oh, lit yeah. up the school board. What'd she do? What'd she do? What, what, what's what's the, what's the central she, theme on that? She basically says, uh, "You guys are not running the show any longer. There'll be no you denying or okaying permits." It's her process, and you're not involved in it any longer. So-called aldermanic privilege. Yeah, you know that's where they used to make all that side dough. And that's where about 29 of them wound up indicted and going to federal prison over the past couple decades. So yeah. I, I think she's doing them a favor, man. Hey, but it's a, let's keep our aldermen out of jail plan. Yeah, I right? like it. I don't like it. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> we want aldermen to go to jail. It, it's only it's vastly entertaining when they get indicted and we figure out how stupid they really are. You know, I'm sure it's not going to stop them from, uh, you know, I mean, going you know, to the clink for, 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 for dumb You know, dropping off stuff. the 10K and you walk out to the curb and you grab the envelope full of cash. I, just, they're not the brightest guys in the world. And they've got that look about them, you know. It's like, I just want to get indicted. I just want to <laughs> stick my hand in your pocket and see what I can pull out of there, okay? Hey, hey Mr. Alderman, get your hands out of my pocket. Exactly. Uh, what? 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 That's alderman privilege, right? Yeah. So they're they're beefing, they're hollering. How dare you accuse us of being dishonest? She's like, I gotta tell you, I, I, maybe the most honest mayor ever elected. We're gonna see. I, I, I have high hopes, man. I I think the whole city does. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Chicago Police Department does. I'm not speaking with the Chicago, Chicago Police Department, but I mean, Eddie Johnson, he's got to be a fan. He's got a job. We like that he's got a job. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do worry about who who would replace him, but I like Eddie. We we're fans. We're big Eddie fans. Absolutely. That's uh, right. Absolutely. Eddie, what else Eddie is gets to stay until he wants to leave. Okay. How about well, that? Well, you know what? A lot of uh, uh, we have a lot of Rom holdovers though. They're they're keeping their jobs too. She's going kind of slow. She, where there's big problems, she's jumping in, and then she's uh, everybody else is getting evaluated. Yeah, I mean that's. Right? I think that's a very, very well thought out, measured plan. Yeah. You can't just come in here and and fire everybody. Because no, that, that doesn't work either. No, no. You 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 start out nice and then you get mean. It's right? kind of like invading Baghdad and getting rid of the uh, the uh, the Republican Guard. You know, well, it's getting rid of the whole infrastructure <laughs> yeah, of, of people that make that. things work, right? And then it just it just yeah, it was people would say it was bad or not good, but yeah, it would definitely get tuned up well it's going to be an interesting start it already is we're fans right yeah we like the new mayor yeah all hands on deck right. approach we i like, like that so so far she's i think she's dealing with the popo in a very common sense and practical way yeah that's all we care about well she has a lot of experience with the popo paul i mean come on she, she has tons of experience tons. with it if hey. anyone is more qualified to have this job it's her well, listen, and she's a former Fed, former U.S. attorney who actually, you know, worked and tried cases. Mm -hmm. uh, she knows where the bodies are buried, man. She knows about the intelligence. She's sat in thousands of briefings. So uh, she knows who's who in the zoo. She knows how to maneuver her way through, uh, you know, government and the bureaucracy. And you know what, man? She's formidable and they got a problem. She knows and how to delegate. People who, who aren't playing by the rules have some problems now, which she is refreshing. This job requires, you know, someone that knows how to delegate authority and uh, appoint the right people to the right spots. And yeah, you're right. She is taking her time. 
She's and and she appointed a former U.S. marshal to run her security detail. Yeah. Whoa. That got everybody's attention. What, what, I mean, what does that? What does that? Uh, tell you right off the bat what does that say about her about her uh you know her, well it tells me she's smart style. because in so much as her personal security and her family's personal security don't mess around and she's not messing around right let's face it she's got a long history with and and by the way all, all the guys who are bodyguards that i've known throughout the years are great dudes and well-trained and uh honest and hard-working it's well, not right. to say her detail wouldn't have been, but I think she's this is a smart move, I think. She needs a, a top-notch detail because she is the city's first openly gay and first black female mayor. And, you know, that might ruffle some feathers. All right. Well, Paul, thanks for getting us started. My nonviolent, low-level partner in crime as the Pope gets underway here on a Saturday night. More to come, including teacher gets carjacked, steps from the police academy. Isn't that weird? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no. The shot in the junkle meter just added another notch. And also, even firefighters have to remember to mind their own business, Paul. And on Funky Crime and Punishment Time, Carney's acting badly. Ooh, Who'd figure? I never thought that would happen. That's right. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSM 890. What does the fuck say? Ah, we Chicago Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. WS 890 AMA, folks. You don't get listen to it live on Saturday night. Just go to any of those podcast places on the internet. Punch in the Chicago Popo Report, and you could listen to it at your leisure. Yeah, there's a couple two-tree podcasts out there. Yeah, wherever. You can listen on the to Apple Podcast yeah. on the WSAM.com uh, podcast list, and and anyone out Google Podcast. Just hey, just type in the Popo Report in Google. Okay, that's the easiest thing. It'll pop up anywhere. Does Bing still have a podcast? Have a podcast? Is that still around? That search engine? I don't yeah. know. But go to the WLS890AM.com <laughs> one because it's the easiest one to, to get through and quick, quickest. Right? How about I, America Online? You think we're on America Online? I, I don't even know. I don't, and I don't care. <laughs> WLSAM.com, folks. Okay. And I explain this about sixty times a week to my idiot friends who. Are idiots because oh, how do you get the podcast? I, I don't know how to do that. Well, it's kind of hard when you're half in the bag trying to listen well, to that's podcast. Problem. The Irish never have been good at that sort of thing. <laughs> Irish, okay? yeah. We've got an Irish story later on, right? Uh, we love you know, Irish stories, right? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Irish, but yeah, we'll. we'll, well we got some we'll stuff. Like. We got some Kip Fox and as Loopy likes to say, <laughs> Fox and Friends stuff going on this week. The retired state appellate court judge Sheila O'Brien. Here, let me make a prediction. Sheila O'Brien going to be running for state's attorney against Kim Fox, okay? You heard it here first. No doubt about it. Shocker. Yeah, right? Yeah. She just lights up. Every day, there's a whole new Sheila O'Brien, Kim Fox fight going on. Cat fight. Except Ima Kim's not fighting back. She's just sitting around on her hands. Imagine that, an O'Brien, uh, you know, running for something in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's running for state's attorney. She just hasn't announced yet or opened an office, but she will be the number one Democratic contender against Kimmy. Yeah. Right? She's mad at Kim. All, all over to Jussie Smollett. I, you would think Jussie, Jussie Smollett was killed 16 people and, and Fox and Friends just kicked him loose because he's a nice guy. The way they're acting over this case. Hey, quit using tax money to, you know, <laughs> Listen. evade subpoenas, hide from the press, and continue to evade the truth. Fox and Friends, stop doing that. Uh, you know, if you don't seal files, this is a perfect example why sealing any file in a judicial proceeding is a bad idea. Because our courts are open to the public, allegedly, yeah. right? It's an open, uh, uh, no secrets, right? 
Huh? Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? Way, don't theoretically. steal files. They do it with rich people in divorces all the time because the rich people don't like their business being out in the street. Well, guess what? Don't get divorced then if you don't want your business in the street because that's a public record. It's been a public record for 230-something years now. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. Or at least since we've had courts. Well, unless, you know, you could but use some legal maneuvering. You know, Big Jesse doesn't get a break just because he's a movie star. No. You know, let's remember, he's not a victim in this case. But Judge O'Brien's going to try to ride Jussie Smollett right into the state's attorney's office. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, but an interesting th- thing happened on Thursday, though, you know? What happened on Thursday? Ah, oh, something interesting did happen, didn't it? Yeah, some court documents were unsealed. Like the whole Jussie Smollett file got oh, unsealed, right? Yeah, yes, everything's yeah. open now. Oh, but, but hey, the, the Popo, they were, they were honoring those Freedom of Information requests. They were, listen. They did a docu-dump a long time ago, didn't they? They did it the day of. <laughs> the day of they had that stuff ready for the media, which is a world record in this town. Right? Yeah. It just goes to show you, when they want to release it, they can release it pretty quickly. It's called payback. Hey, let's, That's you know, right. Don't, don't do anything underhanded that, uh, you know. And a lot of whining about people not getting served in lawsuits. So they're refusing service. That's the first time I've ever seen a... Page two or three story in the paper, someone refused service in a Smollett lawsuit. Like, it's a story. Having served, I don't know, 15 or 20,000 subpoenas over the last 40 years, guess what? A lot of people avoid service, like almost everybody. If yeah. you got any brains, you try to avoid service. Like, don't open your door if you don't know who's standing out there. Yeah. Right? Like, if you live in a condo, you yeah, know, change yeah, your name. Change, right. <laughs> and, and to tell a doorman, you ever let anybody up here, you'll never see another nickel from me, right? You'll get fired, exactly. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why people live in high rises. So, they, you know, a lot of them are rascals, don't want to get served. Unless you got that warrant. <laughs> but it became a big story now. Well, you couldn't serve them. You know, you were avoiding service. But gee, what a shock. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was the Obama's uh, former attorney avoiding service. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she knows how to do that. Guess what? She's going to get called. Well, over even less pleasant news. Christ Hospital got a problem. <laughs> the handling of this uh, baby showing up at their doorstep with the, uh, you know, 48-year-old mommy. Marlene Ochoa Lopez's baby. Uh, th- uh, yeah, I just still can't understand what happened at that Oaklawn Hospital. Uh, I mean... Brain I just- dead. Someone was brain dead who, who received these two people in the ER. I mean, it's clear this woman wasn't pregnant, but she's acting like she just had this baby, right? Talk with the, the, uh, the, the paramedics the, uh, that are right on scene. I mean, <laughs> what about right. the police officers on scene? I mean, you've, you've been, you know, Listen, involved in a bunch of childbirths, right? This, I mean, you know what's is, going on. This is a train wreck. And... Christ has been trying to tap dance their way out of it. Yeah, privacy. Uh, they don't uh, tap dance. Yeah, they always fall back on the privacy issues. Patient privacy. Right? We can't. Yeah, we can't yeah. talk to you. We can't tell you what's going on. Well, the Illinois Department of Public Health jumped in there last week. This late, late this week actually, and uh, started an investigation. Whatever that means. Now, listen. Christ is one of the big, big, eight hundred pound gorillas. Yeah, nothing's going to happen, right? Um, but they got to act like they're doing something. I mean, everyone, everyone's questioning what happened. Experts in the field are, are just scratching their heads. Like, I mean, they can't believe almost two weeks went by without, you know, notifying any police department, you know, the right agency. Uh, this is not the mom. Listen. What's going on here? 
You can't even blame DCFS on this one. No. <laughs> I'd like to. I can't drag them in there. Some, maybe give them a couple of weeks, though. They'll, they'll do something silly. Uh, no, Christ owns this one. They bought and paid for it. I mean, this is ridiculous. Nobody thinking. I mean, Christ has a whole slew of social workers over there that deal with this sort of thing. And thank God, I'm sure someone, yeah, someone got tired of it and just uh, tipped the police off, the, the popo. They're like, yeah, I think you need to come down to the hospital. But, but I got to tell you, for on. the criminal case, it all works out really good because the whole gang of idiots is in there posing with pictures with the baby, right? Okay. Uh, now, you're going to be tough to say at trial, well, I have nothing to do with this when you're sitting there rocking little uh, baby that doesn't belong to you in the ICU. Why'd you set up that GoFundMe page? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, baby needed money. Baby needed diapers. Yeah. Well. You're going to need diapers now after a few months in Stateville after you get convicted. Grizzly, grizzly, grizzly. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of unanswered questions still remain. Yeah, Christ is sitting there with a lot of egg in their face, and it's it's not going to get any better. We'll see what happens. Hey, back to more mundane crime, carjackings in the city. Whitney Young, pretty high-end place, right? Right next to the Chicago Police Academy. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't you think it was one, one of the more safest areas in the city? No, no I wouldn't you, think that. You've got police officers, you know, coming police in and officer. out, training. Yeah. You've got seasoned police police officers doing the training. Yeah. You've got, you know, high brass coming in there every, I mean, all yeah, day long. People over there minding their business, bro. They're not, Outside they're not paying it, attention no. to carjackings no. in the neighborhood. They, they don't want to get involved in that stuff. They just have their headphones on. And, That's you right. Know, what, what are they doing to, you know... <laughs> Beeline, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, they're just breathing in namaste. Yeah, you know, namaste, just there yeah. we go. We had to work in a namaste reference, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the teacher gets carjacked in the staff parking lot. And by the way, they, they arrested the guy by Thursday. And uh, he had dreadlocks down to his neck. I, 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 gangsters. Dreadlocks, you're going to get ID'd pretty quick for them dreadlocks. Because A, dreadlocks are expensive, right? B, not too many people have them. And if you're kind of a gangster in the neighborhood and you got dreadlocks, everybody's going to be pointing at you real quick. So he got caught. And this is high profile enough. You probably go to jail for this carjacking. Well, yeah, it's it's on, you know. He's going he to have a problem with this one. You know, regular carjack down at 79th and State, no one gets excited about Whitney Young parking lot. Everybody gets like a lot of politician kids going to school at Whitney Young. It's no joke, Paul. We're going to take another break, all right? So much crime, so little time. We got to, you know, and we got some expressway shootings coming up. And a little crime and mayhem to go, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Welcome back. Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. WLS AM 890, Chicago, Saturday night. We go out to New Lenox. Luke, what's going out? Going on out there in New Lenox. I don't know about you. When I, like, when I go to the movie theaters, you know, I grab my popcorn. I grab my big... Large soft drink, maybe some nachos, sit down and just, you know, watch the movie in quietness. But apparently not in New Lenox. No, not New Lenox. What happened out there in New Lenox? A little rowdy out at the AMC? Well, when you, yeah, when you get there intoxicated and you start having a domestic with your, you know, your uh, finer half, yeah, things get kind of annoying. For some, <laughs> we're one, trying to watch the movie. This one like fighting, didn't she? 36-year-old moms. With everybody. Huh? She was swinging on them all. She, everyone getting punched in the face at the AMC. I don't know what movie she was seeing. What, what wound her up? Probably karate movie got her wound up, yeah. Well, let me tell you, she popped 
the old man, she popped a a uh, lady sitting in front of her. We asked her to be quiet. And then she popped someone on the way out the door. Pulling hair, popping people in the face. My <laughs> are getting a little wild out there. It had to be a Bruce Lee movie. By the way, I'm calling BS on Lupe Aguirre ever eating that greasy, nasty, buttered popcorn at any movie theater in America, okay? <laughs> that's or, my, or a soft drink. Hey, Paul, that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> oh, my God. Gonna, that wanna, buttered popcorn. I to see that happen, okay? That buttered popcorn. Oh, my God. You can't get it anywhere else. That's Only a movie theater makes it that delicious. It's poison. That's why I'm... <laughs> That's my guilty poison for about for about an hour. Yeah. Well, we got the Deerfield. We're a little bit, you know, Deerfield's a little bit more sophisticated, right? Huh? Up, punching, getting punched in the face in the movie theater. Up on the North Shore. Up on the North Shore. We had a guy, Albert Davila, 43 of Port Barrington. That sounds very important, that town, Port Barrington, right? But see, you would only expect white-collar crimes up there. Well, you know, he white-collared his whole <laughs> butt off for $2.6 from three Lake County businesses. You could buy a lot of white-collars for $2.6 I wonder if he gets to keep all that money. Or did he save it all? Or was he out running around buying Maseratis, looking cool? Or leasing them? How about Ferraris? Ferraris, huh? It only costs a couple, one company $449,000. Pretty exact figure. They're so good at math, they should have figured it out before it got to, you know, 49000 it only took him uh, what, like a couple, two, three weeks to figure it out. No, like forty-four weeks. Wait, well, how much? I guess he was stealing for a, a long took him time a while. before took him a while. he figured it out, right? Took him a while. Yeah, well, hey, look, one of our favorite subjects. What is? What is one of our favorite subjects? All expressway shootings. We love expressway shootings, right? Because we love being out there and sitting for three hours when somebody f- fires off a couple rounds. It's pretty aggravating. It and it happens a lot. Um, what, how many? How many this year? A dozen? Yeah, I mean so we're, we're on pace. Would we have 169 last year? Just about. Yeah. yeah, and we got a dozen so far, and we're just going into the summertime. And so the Dan Ryan got shut down. The Eisenhower got shut down. No one got killed yet so far. Or the Eisenhower and Kennedy shootings, right? Yeah. No one's no one getting killed, but the state police are beefing that. It costs uh, in a six week period sixty six thousand dollars. All these shootings on the expressway. Average cost for each shooting, state police, eleven thousand dollars. That must be overtime. Yeah, right. One hundred fifty-four thousand in total that the taxpayers <laughs> okay, have to pay. I'm going to say I don't like sitting on the Eisenhower for <clears throat> two hours parked. <clears throat> okay, qu- please quit shooting up the Eisenhower. What about all the lost productivity, all the lost oh, time oh. for people just sitting on the highway? I mean. I mean, everyone's time is very valuable. Uh, you know, if you're coming home at 2 or 3 in the morning, and it's a great excuse, though, just when mommy goes, what time did you get home? Hey, I was stuck in the Eisenhower. There was a shooting. Shooting. <laughs> I, I took a nap even. I was there so long. All right? I was there for two and a half hours. I can't help it if they're shooting the damn place up. So do you have any any uh, any valuable tips that you can, yeah, uh, you know? Yeah, t- take Roosevelt. Okay, that's my <laughs> tip. Get off the Eisenhower. Take Roosevelt. How about uh, public transportation? Maybe uh, yeah, you're going to have a hard time on public transportation with all the popo riding public transportation now guarding against shootings. If you can, how <laughs> uh, about a helicopter ride from A to B? Yeah, there you go, a helicopter. We can we can do that. Take the uh, take the subway, take the L, stay off the expressway. Stay off the expressway because they're shooting them up, and it's only going to get worse this summer, right? Yeah. Well, we go off to Naperville. Getting a little gangstery in Naperville, aren't they? Naperville's always been gangster. <laughs> well, now they're shooting each other out in Naperville. 
there's a seedy little community well, everywhere. Well, Even listen to you. Oh, we're going to get some. We'll get some mail and calls on that one. All right, <laughs> Naperville, the seedy community. Yeah, you're acting like it's uh, Phoenix or something. Like little pockets in each in each little. You know. Of course, you have to have little pockets of crime, right? You got that big popo department out there. There's like a you know fifty thousand of them running around the city. It's called employment security. That's oh. right. I mean, and they have the money. You should see that police building in Naperville. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a college campus. It's so big. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And, but hey, they need it, right? Because we had Yusuf, and you're going to like this one. I have a reference. He did this shooting right where my gym is. Ah. And had I gone to the gym with any regularity throughout the years, I might have been there for that shooting. But, uh, you know, alas, but, you know, one of the 300 days a year or so I miss at the gym. Yusuf decides to shoot the, the parking lot up. You would have been a witness, huh? Yeah, no, I mind my own business, my friend. I would not have been a witness. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I, I, I tell you what, wait, I, wait, I mean, wait. there's a lot of gravel on that floor mat in my car. Here, you mentioned it's next to you where, where you where your gym, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, what, what's what's even funnier than that is, or maybe uh, sync, maybe, maybe a little synchronistic. This happened on Fitness Drive. That's that's, <laughs> that's where the gym is, right? <laughs> And and they right off of I eighty eight. Yeah. So so what happened when Yusuf was uh, going to sell some pot to a couple of young enterprising guys, and uh, and the dudes decided they didn't want to pay for the pot. A right? snatch and grab. A little snatch and grab of Yusuf's pot, and Yusuf took offense to that, didn't he? Hey. Huh? I want to say. And he started shooting, but Robert Berlin, state's attorney, he 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 set this stuff straight. Okay, he goes. Charges against Mr. Sida illustrated an illegal underworld of drug dealers and customers. By the way, the state's going to become legal drug dealers pretty soon. So you just buy it from them. You don't have to shoot them and steal it, okay? You could just walk in and steal it probably. But anyways, uh, things can turn potentially fatal in an instant. Right? <laughs> really? Nobody got <laughs> killed in this case. No. <laughs> but he's being held on $250,000 bond. A good drug dealer should be able to make that, pay, post that twenty-five k. Just the pot deal gone bad. That's right. Now, now, if he'd have waited a few months, he could have been selling illegally for the state of Illinois, right? That's right. All right. One day you're a drug dealer, and the next day you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. How's that happen? Go figure. It happens huh? all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's America for you. Well, our next story is your kind of story. Well, I, like I said, the shot in the junkle meter just added another sh another notch. This, one, this is a kind of bad shooting in the junkle meter, though. Usually don't die from these. I mean, this dude died, man, for shooting himself <laughs> in the junk. Okay. Oh my god! I mean, you can you can walk around without one, you know, one almond or two almonds, but right. if you hit the right artery, you're going down. Uh, Mr. Hernandez, uh, he 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 went down. Self-inflicted <laughs> gunshot. See, I think it's a not so much self-inflicted as accidental. I'm sure they mean to shoot. A, listen, if you're going to shoot yourself, it's not going to be there. Yeah, no. Right? You are definitely not going to shoot <laughs> you yourself there. That's the worst. That's not <laughs> happening. No, Mr. Hernandez, the, no, Jose was not trying to shoot himself there, folks, okay? I don't think anyone in their right mind would ever want to do that. I mean, that is too much. Yeah, he, I mean, if you just, you just, you know, get the, you, you're walking, you know, in the wrong wind, it starts to hurt. So He's at 31st and Pulaski riding in the car, minding his own business when this happens. He was not trying to shoot. Not, yeah, folks, this is not self-inflicted. It's an accidental shooting. That's right, Paul. Well, that's a funny one. We're going to take another break. We're going to take another pause. When we come back, a corruption investigation in an Ohio County jail.
Jail's IT department nabs 12 people, including a former warden and eight officers. This is this is right up your alley, Paul, because you like visiting prisons, right? Here yes, you I go. Do. You love this one. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. Welcome back, peeps of Popo Report, Chicago. WLS AM 890, Saturday night, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, bringing you everything that's uh, entertaining. At the very least, right? Yeah. We go out to Cleveland. Jail, jail, imagine this. Jail personnel acting up. Selling cell phones, vape pens, heroin, whatever, right? I thought that just happened in the movies. <laughs> it happens in every jail in this country. How do you think contraband gets in? So life does imitate art? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, I mean, a 12-count indictment. Said officer Stephen Thomas sold drugs and other contraband inmates. Well... If you've ever visited a prison, <laughs> let me tell you something. You're not bringing in contraband. You get searched two or three times on the way in the front door. And Paul knows this. How many prisons do you visit a month? I, I'm telling you, I have been to well over 100 prisons in this country. And it is damn near impossible to smuggle in anything on a visit. Never mind a cell phone, vape pen, uh, you know, maybe small amount of dope if you put it inside a body cavity. But... Most of the contraband in prisons are brought in by the guards and sold to the inmates. Prison employees, huh? That's right. Prison employees, that's their side Quite gig. enterprising. Hey, let's I mean, make a little side dough, huh? You go to Arizona, they got dogs that do nothing but sniff for cell phones. The cell phone problem is such a big deal, right, yeah. in, in Arizona prisons. Because the guards are in their cells. What happens is the inmate says, listen... You know, my mom is going to send you a money order or send your girlfriend a money order, and I need a cell phone. So when you come in here, and the guards get searched, by the way, they go through all metal detectors, uh -huh. right? Yeah. By other guards. Yeah. Who, uh -huh. you know, give them the all, uh -huh. all right, yeah, yeah, that looks good to me. Uh-huh. And so... Yeah, this is. A they don't not, have an independent agency in there, you know. No, no, no. no. Just, That's not in the budget. This is like no. when the police investigate the police. I, the uh -huh. same agency investigate uh -huh. themselves. Right. Trust us. We'll investigate it and we'll we'll figure out what happened. Uh -huh. This is the same thing that happens in prisons every day. But what's pretty interesting about this uh, this report, Paul, the corruption investigation started in the IT department. So they were investigating the nerd department. <laughs> And the nerds are going bad. The nerds are when the nerds go bad. Yeah, we're in trouble. Then <laughs> there's serious, serious, serious crap going on. Yeah, and then it it, it just it, it exploded into uh, ex wardens getting charged. Ooh, the what, wardens. Was it? was it? Yeah, that's right. What yeah. did the warden do? Was he bringing in cell phone? Or maybe he was dealing the oxycontin and heroin. Maybe. Well, they nabbed uh, at least what <laughs> eight former employees and and two two or three current employees. Yeah, it, it got it got pretty big and scale, didn't it? What happens when you get nabbed on this stuff? First question: Who else is doing it? Can you you want to help yourself? No honor among thieves. They're going to dime each other out. Everyone's going to be cutting a deal at that point, right? Vape pens, cell phone batteries, heroin, oxycotton, what basically whatever they wanted and could afford to buy. The guards were smuggling in. And yeah. selling to him. Former director, former <laughs> warden, and eight officers. <laughs> and the IT guys, right? Mm -hmm. When the IT guys figure out they could go gangster, we're in trouble. <laughs> all right? We're, we're in big trouble. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are the guys yeah. that studied in school that were actually paying attention. They write code and stuff, right? Yeah. 
Those are the Games of Thrones guys, right? Yeah. They, yeah. Paying attention. Too much for watching Game of Thrones too much, man. They're like, I could be like that. There we go. I want to be a gangster. Yeah. Be, be, go be a gangster sitting in the state penitentiary over there in Ohio now. I want to fly a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to fly. That. You need a dragon in them prisons. If you could smuggle a dragon in, you might be able to walk out of there pretty quick huh? or fly out. Well, speaking of prisons, Paul, guess who might be going to prison? <laughs> <laughs> Who might be going to prison? Friend, a good friend of Attorney Steve Greenberg? A good friend of the show. No, a good friend of the show. Mr. Michael Avenatti. Yeah, you know, he rocketed fame, you know, representing Stormy Daniels or Miss uh, Miss Clifford. You think he's representing that representation about now? You think, he, you think he's thinking, maybe I should have took a pass on this one. Well, he's being accused of ripping her off now. She had a nice, sweet book deal, you know, he's... He's telling. Uh, he's got a. He's got an arrangement with the, uh, with the uh, the book company, and you know here here's a signed document directing you to give me the money. Once so, again, the feds. This isn't local prosecutors. These federal prosecutors in New York City said Avenatti used a doctored document to divert about three hundred thousand dollars that Daniel's supposed to get from a book deal, then used the money for personal and business expenses. Hey, that Ferrari is expensive, Paul. Like I said, I mean, I, I sometimes it's hard for me to pay for mine. So, did he not think Stormy Daniels would not turn on him at some point? I mean, you can never trust a porn star. You can't <laughs> never trust a client in general. Okay, never mind. Porn star just elevates it another hundred percent. But I mean, this guy has been indicted on three separate occasions by three federal prosecutors. He. There is not a chance he's walking away from this. Not even a little one. And he keeps issuing statements. Well, when we get to court, we'll, we'll prove otherwise. Don't you worry about it. He's denying all allegations. He's, hey, I'm the true victim here, Paul. Okay? Well, <laughs> he, he denied it till the cows come home. I can't, I can't believe they're still letting him out on bond. At what point do they revoke his bond? And lock him up so he can't commit any more crimes. White collar crime, Paul. I mean, who's getting hurt, really? Man, it's I just, mean, even just dough flying around. He, 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 at some point, though, yeah. somebody goes, you know what? Enough is enough. You're going to jail. I mean, it's not like he's out running, robbing, and stealing. He's sitting at his desk doing it with a computer or a right. pen. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's going to talk his way. You watch. Here's a prediction. He's going to talk his way out of this. What? No, no. He's going to talk his way into a jail cell if they indict him one more time. <laughs> Well, potential 300-year prison sentence for I this mean, guy. I mean, look, he tried to extort, according to them, $25 million from Nike, 300000 from Stormy. Uh, you know, he, he's got a lot of problems, this guy. And the Chicago lawyers, by the way, are not entirely unhappy about this. You know where they're going to get him, though? Not paying taxes. Committing bank fraud. Well, that's always the big one. That's always the bank the fraud stuff. Bank you fraud. mess with the banks, right? Because, you know, right in Chicago, that's how the, the big gangsters get caught always. Don't know. mess with the banks. All right, Paul, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go over to New York, where we have an off-duty uh, firefighter. He got beat up because he didn't mind his own business, I was just going to ask you, was he minding his own business when he got beat up? I mean, I know you're a firefighter and you like to, you know, fight fires, but I guess you can't, you don't know how to fight the youths, you know? 38-year-old firefighter walking with his girlfriend, minding his own business, until... Until he decides to be a hero. Old couple getting tortured by five utes, as they say in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. The five utes. The fireman said, hey, that old people alone. <laughs> That's not very nice. And, and walked on by and then made a cardinal sin of what? 
Well, I guess he just didn't keep his eye on the Utes, and they sucker punched him. He beat the hell out of him, man. He had to get rescued by a doorman. <laughs> kind of turned out bad for the hero fireman, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the five rescued by were, the doorman. <laughs> the five youths were kicking off in that ass, and the old fireman laying on the ground covering up and girlfriend screaming. It all uh, went bad very quickly. Oh, you think they're giving him crap at the firehouse? Oh, I think he... he <laughs> it's like, man, come on. He better get his concealed carry permit. Of course, they don't allow those in New York, so that would not have happened in this city. <laughs> no. our, our firemen, A, mind their own business, and B, they all pack off duty. I mean, I mean yeah, no, when we're, when we're ever in dicey situations and a fire shows up, they, they don't get involved. They're like, you guys take care of it. We'll hang out back here. We're not, we, we know where we stand. We don't want to go to a court. Fire, we don't want to go to court with you guys, okay? If there's a fire, we're in. But when there's, you know, fists flying and, you know, guns drawn, well, we're back here. We're cool. Let's give us, give us a holler. We'll come back. <laughs> they're flexing in their cute little fire t-shirts is what they're doing. Yeah. You know, if someone's hurt, if someone's cut, we'll, we're right in. But, yeah. Just give us a call, all right? All right, Paul. That's what they do. Yeah, that's right. Mind their own business. Exactly. Everybody, mind your own business. We're going to take another break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about EMS Week. Uh, What else we have, Paul? We've got funky crime and punishment time. Oh, and an Oregon football star. We got a true hero right there, Paul. All right, great story. Get into that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. We'll see you in a few. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, we're back. The Chicago Popo Report. WLS AM 890 Chicago. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Telling you what's important out there. What happened this week? What's going to happen, maybe? We, We do do some predictions. And, hey, folks. It's National EMS Week. Well, we're finishing up National EMS Week. Emergency Medical Services just saved more lives than probably the polio vaccine in the last uh, 40-something years. And our producer, Becky, you got to tell you, Becky, what, what, tell us about this Nash EMS Week. What, what happened? Well, for National EMS Week, this year, each day had a specific theme related to EMS and EMS workers. Monday was EMS Education Day. Tuesday, Safety Tuesday. Wednesday was EMS for Children Day. Thursday was Stop the Bleed Day. And Friday was EMS Recognition Day. Wow. Well, let me tell you, we kissed enough of that ass, okay, on EMS week. But that's what it was this week. And and we're big fans. And if you're on the street getting shot at, stabbed, robbed, beat up, thrown down an escalator, thrown in onto the L tracks, um, you're, you're in a skyscraper washing windows and this stuff breaks and everything goes to hell in a handbasket, literally. The EMS guy's going to be there to pick up the pieces, literally. Right, Loop? That's right. They, and they're going to mind their own business while they're doing it, aren't they, brother? They're going to stop the bleed, That's absolutely. Right. They're going to stop the bleed and mind their own business. They generally will not be a witness against you in that court of law. No, no, don't turn the, turn the other way. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't see anything, right? That's nothing not in to see my here. report. No, nothing to see here. But no. thanks to our producer, Becky, for uh, giving us a great educational moment. That was fantastic. Uh, that, that, that's going to be radio archived, okay? That's that's like, let's keep it forever. Best of stuff. Mucho bueno. That's right. Well, back back to our usual, normal, you know, mundane murder, rape, suicide, crime families. 
this segment, Paul, I think we like to call it in other popo news, right? In, in other popo news, what's going on, Loop? What's, what's <laughs> happening in other popo news? We're going to turn to Ireland. You've, have you visited Ireland? I have. Uh, more than two occasions, actually. Sacred Three times. homeland. Lo- I love Ireland. Yeah. Very green, even in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're here. We're all brown. We're browned out about, mm-hmm. you know, January, right? Mm-hmm. And it stays brown <laughs> till like, May. Great heritage, you know, minus the Irish potato famine, but, you know. That's right. And, and a few revolutions and wars and, you know. But yeah, wait, you know the Irish took the side of the Mexicans in the uh, Mexican-American War? Yeah, because we both like to drink. <laughs> but the Irish were like notoriously, uh, you know, against the Americans in that one. And there's large Irish communities in Mexico today. Yeah. Yes. I do. I didn't know that little tidbit, yes. Heard it on the way in today, buddy. <laughs> so it's just, Heard it on a podcast, so it must be true. little recent information, <laughs> that's huh? That's right. Uh, that makes you dangerous. Just ready for the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, that's right. Nothing that would help us in this show. God forbid I should listen to something that would be helpful for us, right? Yeah, but apparently the guys in Ireland, you know, they need a little domestic helpline to ease the pain. Because apparently they're being pushed around by their significant other. Bro, I you know uh, what's wrong with these guys? No, with the Irish guys need well, I, they need help to keep their women off them. Yeah, yeah. Is well, that the problem? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could see it that way. Yeah, everybody loves an Irish guy. That yeah, accent. I, I tell you what, you know? they love him a little bit too much because they'd be beating that ass, and they need a hotline <laughs> to call somebody and ask for help. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'd be embarrassed. Uh, what do they call it? The uh, Men's Development Network. What was what, what is that, right? And and you know, more than three hundred thousand Irish guys are getting abused. Approximately six percent men of population, right? It, it, well, Paul, it's a phone advice line for male victims of domestic abuse. So yeah, every, nobody wins in domestic abuse, even even males. You know, it affects how many everybody. women have you locked up and for beating up their man in a domestic? Uh, a big nil. Yeah, <laughs> not a. It's not a big problem, is it? No. <laughs> and if you're a man and your wife or girlfriend whips your ass, I, I suggest you do not call the popo, okay? <laughs> or a hotline. I suggest you go to the nearest bar and get drunk and figure out a new strategy, it okay? Goes, because uh, you're doing something wrong. It goes unreported for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because you, you don't want to get talked about by everybody forever. Like, you, come on, dude. <laughs> the next communion, everyone's going to be looking, hey, hey, look at that dude. He called the popo on his old lady. She was whipping his ass. Ooh, that boy. I'm telling you, that makes for a long day. You could not do that in my family. I hey, guess calling the popo is a cardinal sin, right? <laughs> Unless there's a body on the floor, the popo better not be getting called. If your wife or girlfriend beat you up, but you better unplug the phones. Yeah, it's a it's a head scratcher. It's never yeah, I've never seen it. Um, I mean, it happens. Yeah, but yeah, come a, on, Ireland, come on, Irish guys. That's right. Man up, man right? up, man up, <laughs> out there, boys. Come on, you need no damn hotline. Irish up or something like that. Coming back to the states, though, Paul. We, we should come back to the states. Going to Portland, Oregon. We got a true hero out there, a former football player, college football player. Great story, isn't it? Oh my God! Huh? Yeah, this great story. A guy, act, what do you know? A man acting like a man. How how refreshing after that last story. <laughs> not acting too manly when they're calling the hotline. What would our guy do? Well, Mister Keenan Lowe, he works as a coach and security guard, and uh, well, he just saw a kid trying to walk into the school with a shotgun, and 
He does what any man would do. Grabs it. You snatch all of that shotgun. Yeah, exactly. and put it in the shotgun. Was not a little guy, was he? No, you don't call hotline. You don't, you know. No, you, you don't no start, 911. No 911 on that one, no. Yeah. You go into action, protecting he, lives. He jumped in, grabbed that yeah. loaded shotgun, man, and averted a big potential tragedy. Yeah. And that's where you, you, you got to act. When you see something wrong, you have to act, okay? And if you're in charge of children, supervising children, that children have been entrusted to your care for eight hours a day, your primary function is to protect those kids. And this guy did it in a big way, didn't he, Luke? Yeah, and he, uh, there's a little little godly intervention, too. I mean, he was he got called on a radio to go to a classroom in the Fine Arts Building uh, to get a student. He didn't know it was this kid. And then um, when he got there, the substitute, substitute teacher told him the student wasn't in class. And then uh, he was about to leave the he was about to leave the room, and then there's the kid he was about, he was sent to grab with the shotgun. So it was a little divine intervention. Hey, and and when they called him and said go get the kid, they they failed to mention the whole shotgun part, didn't they? You think they you think anybody saw him walking down the hallways with a shotgun? I I don't know. Apparently, uh, he had a long maybe it's he had a trench coat. Thing you didn't get that memo. Maybe he had a trench coat. But I yeah. don't know. Right place at the right time? That's right, man. Right place at right time, right action, uh, acting like a grown-up, like a grown-ass man, as we like to say. You ever go to Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, like, you like not, wings? Not too often. I, I kind of like wings, but not, I'm not a big, you know, kind of sewer of them. Well, apparently they refuse. <laughs> they refuse for a good reason. I'm getting feeling over. They're refusing to serve, <laughs> refuse black customers. Oh, no. <laughs> they owned by Denny's? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with these? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right, you guys. Uh, here, here's a, the 19 year old manager, okay, uh, with the uh, haircut and bad uh, Aryan Nation tattoos. He gets his crew around the fryer and he goes, All right, we're not serving black guys. Is that, is that what they're doing over at Wild Wings? Because apparently they don't tip. Uh, well, they tip. We know they tip. Not according to a federal lawsuit. <laughs> the, who, who filed that federal lawsuit? Uh, former uh, restaurant employee, Mr. Gary Lovelace. <laughs> Gary. You know, Gary, yeah. it really, his last name is Lovely? Lovelace, yeah. Lovelace. Like yeah, Linda? Related to Linda, maybe? Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says the company created a, a racially hostile work environment, and uh, the managers, you know, created an environment where discrimination festered. I guess, and, I guess uh, when you make a blanket statement, don't serve the black guys, it's pretty racial, isn't it? I mean, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Sort of in your face, right? Sort well, of or kind of or, yeah, a lot. We'll be following that story. That's huh? right, Paul. We're gonna journalists take a, that we are. That's right. We're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, we got funky crime and punishment time, including that great Carney story. You've been listening to the Chicago Pope Report on WLS AM 890. Welcome back, Popo Nation. A little hedgehog music to take you into the next story. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino on eight, the Big 89, WLS AM Chicago. Hey, you can't listen to us live? Make sure you go to WLSAM.com. You can pick up that podcast anytime you want. And I promise you will never hear this intro music again as long as I'm alive. Uh, Lupe, what's going on in Florida? I'm sure there are a lot of, uh, you know, uh, violent encounters that involve hedgehogs so we will be hearing this again i <laughs> promise you in florida why am i not surprised? especially out of florida bro what the hell is a hedgehog what are they it's like a little raccoon i i think that's oh. a really no uh 
you're really giving that hedgehog a lot of, you know, a baby more kangaroo. credit. How about a baby kangaroo? No. How about how about relation to the, a rat or something with hair? Like a rat with hair? Is that what we're talking about? That these two are fighting over? Like an armadillo or something? Yeah. This is like a normal domestic pet. There you North go. of the Mason-Dixon line, not ever in the history of, probably, right? Just Florida. So what? what is, I mean, there, of course, it's on the Popo report, so something bad must have happened involving the hedgehog. What happened? Well, we got an 18-year-old girl who just wanted, had to, she had to leave the crib. You know, I'm out of here. Not, I'm packing not up my freedom, things. Right? I'm packing up my things. I'm, I'm out. I'm 18. I can do whatever I want, but I need that hedgehog. And Mama said, no. Well, that's my hedgehog. That's, that's my hedgehog. You're not taking it, okay? That's the house. That hedgehog stays here, young lady. That's because we don't have enough foot and mouth disease, <laughs> you know. Yeah, which is what hedgehogs are known for, <laughs> if right? You take it at hedgehog, you're gonna take my foot and mouth disease, and I'm not gonna have that. That's where I put my foot down. The hedgehog stays along with the foot and mouth disease. Yeah, you can go. You Emma. can go. Yeah, because you probably got a couple diseases I don't even know about. <laughs> That I can't pronounce. Snap. But the Department of Public Health would probably like to know about, right? That's why you're getting out of here, your young self. Yeah, but that whole drama turned into a domestic beef. <sighs> Did Popo get called on this? Popo. Popo. People got arrested? Popo always get called when there's a domestic beef. Paul, come on. See, man. a cool Popo guy would have walked in there and accidentally shot the hedgehog, and then there would have been no argument anymore. <laughs> it's just <laughs> property. The hedgehog going to be okay? Because I, I, they have been known to be aggressive. Yes, you know? of course they are. That's why they're a pet in Florida, right? Yeah. I'm getting an aggressive foot and mouth disease critter in my house. That's what I want. Yeah. Okay? That's what we need, Emma said. Emma, Emma assaulted her mom over it, and uh, Emma went to jail, right? <laughs> That's a happy ending, okay? It's a very happy ending. Yes. And along with that intro song, it's, it, that this story is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the next report, uh, Paul, has an even better happy ending. <laughs> an even better one? Did we kill a hedgehog? Is that why it's a better ending? <laughs> well, actually, you know, we, didn't, we never got to the happy ending. There you go. We never got oh. to the happy ending. But, uh, no, yeah, we have, a, we have a motorist who was driving down, driving down the road, minding his own business, and he gets stopped by the popo. <laughs> this, this, he but he did not. I, well, he tried to get stopped. But he tried, well, they, they tried to pull him over, but he didn't pull over. When the squad car's lights see In his defense, this wasn't like an aggressive trying to elude the police deal, was it? No, man. Kind of a slow motion. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm getting to it, right? But I'm, I just can't get as quickly as you want me to. He was busy. Becky, you can wake up. Don't stare at the wall like that, okay? We're talking. This is like, this is, this is fascinating, interesting stuff going on. Yeah. She, she's zoning out on us, bro. She was just like tranced. It was the hedgehog story I'm thinking that did it, right? Put it, put it right into a trance. Yeah. You're okay. You're, she's, she's okay. Right she's, now? she's animated over there, she's, right? Her and Brett. She's okay. Like she's these two old idiots, right? Yeah. Talking about the hedgehog like that. They don't know. Our generation loves hedgehogs. But we got this guy. You don't want to stop for the popo, right? No, I think he was... Was he driving a Hummer or was he getting one? I'm not sure. Ooh. <laughs> well, I think it might have been involved. Something to have to do with not stopping for the popo. Which I would say is a legitimate defense, Your Honor. Joe Brodsky could run with this defense, bro. Okay? Joe Brodsky would run with this one in Chicago all day long. You got to tell us what the defense is, though. 
I'm not sure I have the vocabulary to describe this one well, without getting well, in trouble. Joe Brodsky would have to defend Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda Copenhofer, 55-year-old. Not only that, not only was she performing sexual acts in that car, oh. you know, she had a Bud Light between her legs and a crack pipe and crack rocks at her feet. Man, that's like... That's like the trifecta. Right. Rhonda's busy for a little 411.90 pound self. You can't get better. <laughs> can't get better than that, Paul. She could be mistaken for someone else if this had happened in Chicago, but uh, this is in Florida, so I'm, I'm, I figure she's relatively safe. 90 pound Copenhofer. And and she was, she was getting busy in that car when uh, the detective first tried to pull him over, right? <laughs> would the detective say, I first can't take the... Copenhoffer, he went, is there something white rolling around in her mouth? What a shock that is, right? <sighs> young lady, what is that? Well, she's not so young. Yeah, she she gets popped. She gets a big pop here, doesn't she? No, but what's even better than that, the report does not indicate whether the item was crack rock or another substance. Another white substance. Well, what could that be? Uh, I get. Oh, let me think about. It. I don't. I don't. I can't think about it. But she eventually gets locked up for cocaine possession, tampering with evidence, possession of use of drug equipment, all felonies. Hey, and she she only gets a thirty five thousand dollars bond. The judge looked at her and said, "Yeah, you're not making that one." Yeah. Well, the driver didn't get charged. So the driver is just an innocent victim in this whole thing, right? But he did get off. This is Florida. Hey, back up north, Ohio. Mm-hmm. What happened? Middle school students acting up there in Ohio. Behaving badly. Doing some silly stuff. Bodily fluids, urine. Uh, oh, Hyatt's, my God. Hyatt's Middle School in Powell, a city 15 miles north of Columbus. Some uh, middle, middle schoolers were acting up, weren't they? <laughs> you, you think? Global Gourmet Week, huh? Global Gourmet Week in Powell, Ohio. But I bet that's fun. Hey, let's make some crepes and let's just feed them to the uh, the staff, you know, as a thank you. But you know, let's uh, let's throw in there some uh, some urine, you know, some semen. Allegedly, they're a middle yeah. schooler already. That degenerate, huh? <laughs> What's going to happen when these <laughs> just this, this group hits junior high and high school? They're just nasty. Oh and, and well, hey. They were smart enough to videotape it for oh, us. Oh, yeah, because you need yeah. to memorialize That's right. we an illegal act. And Absolutely. Snapchat. You have to share it with everybody because you want to be the life of the party and you are so edgy. Edgy so, and cool. So now their young selves will get themselves some nice felony records to go along with that. Uh, the other achievements they've managed there in Powell, Ohio. Well, 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 I love this felony charge, though, Paul. Assault with a bodily substance. <laughs> I love it. I mean, the fact that these charges are even out there, just <laughs> society civilization sucks. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this is how far it's it's degenerated. Yeah. This, this is why it's almost all over with for us human beings, right? Oh, my God. We're, we're done. We're, I mean, we're really, we're done. This, this, we got charges like this on the books. Assaulting with semen. Oh my God. This, this, is not, this does not bode well for our future, my friend. Although, we're in the fourth quarter. You know what? It's a grandkid's problem, not mine. Let them <laughs> figure it out. I could honestly say I've never encountered that incident where, you know... Oh, you're going to. Had to it's investigate a battery involving semen, let alone assault with a semen. With semen. Only in Ohio, right? Or Florida? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ohio, yeah, that's pretty far. Well, you know, we could still do... We could 
it's south, southern in Ohio. Right? Pretty, pretty Oh, southern Ohio. That, right. that makes a big difference. They probably immigrated over from West Virginia or something. Got lost or ran out of money and just landed there in Powell. Right? <laughs> this this group is not going to be running the nation. I hope. A lot of great. A lot. We have a lot of great presidents from Ohio, Paul. Maybe one of these middle schoolers will be the next president. I'm glad I'll be dead when it happens. <laughs> well, before that happens, Paul, we're going to take another break, all right? When we get back, uh, we got a five-year-old who brings crack cocaine to preschool. How about that for degeneracy, huh? All right. <laughs> You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Nation, you know, we hear them banjos. What time it is? We're going down south. Not before we go to Oregon on WLS 890 AM in Chicago, Saturday night. Chicago Popo Report, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, bringing you the great news from the southern portion of this country. We love reporting in the south. We love all things southern, Ritz, biscuits, Waffle House. Well, Lupe don't like Waffle House, but we, we did discover he loves buttered popcorn. Oh, who doesn't like buttered popcorn, Paul? Come on. Well, well, apparently this guy who steals his kid's Girl Scout cookie money. Huh? What do you steal it for, Loop? Real, cl- real uh, class act. Mr. Uh, Brian David Couture. He's got such a classy name that did an unclassy act. Oh, he uh, had to get a little rub and tug. You know? He stole eight $700 in Girl Scout cookie proceeds from his little daughter. Ah, this is... This is a champion malacca right there. Baby, let Daddy hold on to that Girl Scout money for you, okay? Yeah, I don't want you to lose it or, you know, spend it at the American doll store. God forbid somebody breaks into our house and, right. you know, steals right. it. They get the damn, they get, they get the Girl Scout money. It would be embarrassing if we didn't turn that in. But it did get turned in, didn't it, Lou? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was he up in Carroll Stream at the massage parlor? You think, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. I mean, 700 bucks for an erotic massage. Is it, I, I'm going to tell you, this guy's not too bright because he paid about 640 bucks more than is necessary. <laughs> Unless he was going there every day for, you know, two months. It doesn't or, say. Yeah, it doesn't say, yeah. But but he did. He got in trouble, didn't he? He got 18-month probation for uh, $700 theft. Yeah, but, but but I mean, what did he try to do? I mean, he tried to cover it up by fabricating a story uh, to cover up that theft. He called the popo. He's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, somebody broke in. You know, my home was bur- burglarized, and they and they took you know they took the money. <laughs> they so, took the seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and they're like, well, well they let's, really let's he, check the local spas, huh? You didn't sound too convincing. Hey, but there's one one person with common sense in this family because uh, four days after Contour's March 18th arrest, his wife Emily filed for legal separation. That why, was nice. Why doesn't she just file for divorce? Why I don't know to because some idiot told her, "Hey, just file for separation. We'll get your temporary support and stuff, and we'll get the we'll get to the divorce later." Or maybe she thought, "Maybe I'll forgive him in 18 months." You only file for legal separation. I know this much about family law. My wife will tell you more about that. But for religious purposes. Or uh, insurance. I don't know. Or because somebody thinks it's a good idea and they go, file for legal separation, right? Which is never a good idea. I'll charge you less. I'll charge you less. Yeah, 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 we'll charge you less. Said no lawyer ever. (laughs) I'll charge you less. Not in the vocabulary. Uh, Anyways, I'm wondering if the Girl Scouts got their money back. Did they kick the kid out of Girl Scouts? These are things I want to know. Did she get bounced for daddy stiffing them for 700 bucks? 
This guy's right. just bad all around. This is not nice. But hey, where are we going next? We're going back to Mississippi. Oh, we're one down of my favorite states. And this is, say it's not so, politician acting badly, no manners. What this a Republican politician in Mississippi. I, I, this is, yeah, this is par for the course. Republican lawmaker, absolutely. Shocker, not punched, at all. Punched his wife in the face. <laughs> Luke, why did he punch his little wife in the face? Because Big old bubble-looking boy here. Because apparently she didn't undress quick enough. That basically Doug McLeod, 58. Uh, but Luke, he was drunk. He was dr- not only drunk, but very drunk, according to the Popo. Very, he was very drunk. Slurred speech. Walking slow in a zigzag pattern, although Mississippi, they pretty much walk slow all the time, right? Apparently, this Republican lawmaker does not like foreplay. Does not like the romance <laughs> involved <laughs> before getting it on, you know? Yes. You don't like, come on, you don't oh, like Yeah, that romantic, yes, for, it's all about the foreplay. It's all about the woman, my friend. Exactly. That's you right. Know, we the, want our women happy. The way, yeah, the way they undress, you know, and the look in their eyes and... Oh. But no, he wasn't Apparently having any Mr. of that. Apparently, Mr. McLeod, not into that whole foreplay thing, right? Because he just snapped. <laughs> and he told her, hey, I will kill you like a effing dog. Huh? This guy, is he's real sweetheart. I bet the ladies in Mississippi just lining up for this one to become available. Don't you think? You'll think they'll ask him to kindly, you know. Oh, he's handsome. Look at him. Look at his self. He's handsome. He's a politician. He's a Republican. We love him. You think he'll resign because of this? In Mississippi? No, no. Not, not a chance. He's not resigning anything, okay? No. He's going to be asking for some kind of award. <laughs> There's no shame in his game, right? There's no shame. No shame. Yeah. We'll be reading about this again, okay? Especially in this city. <laughs> it's be, be front page news when they finally re- resolve it. But, hey. Got to Philadelphia. Things are going to hell in a handbasket out there. And I've been there recently. I, I could report that you, this is a story that is not hard to believe. Yeah, apparently there's no shame in this five-year-old's game, huh? Bringing, bringing crack cocaine to preschool is show and tell. Two dozen vials of crack cocaine. It's a lot of vials. And it's a preschool at a Roman Catholic What is church. that, about 12? <laughs> vials, probably 10 bucks a shot, right? He, he could have he had a nice day selling it to his classmates. Or his teacher. What does a vial of crack cocaine go for these days, Paul? On the street, bro, about $10, okay? That's why it's so cheap. Bucks, it's a lot of... 10 to 20 bucks. You could play a lot of arcades, bro. Do you still play arcades? No, you don't. I think they, do they play arcades? No, you stay They're, at home. Do you they stay even home. have arcades no, anymore? No, no. Well, teacher Dave took the bag and of... said, son, you're not supposed to have all this crack. They didn't mind their business. They called 911 on the five-year-old. It's not like the uh, the story we did last week where the kid brought a gun to school. The school teacher just kept it safe for him until uh, <laughs> class let out. Here, here you go. Take Bro, it back. It was in Florida, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean, it was in here, Florida. Yeah, yeah. It was the hot young school teacher holding it for the junior high guy, all right? This is a five-year-old showing up at school with a whole bunch of crack. At a Roman Catholic church. <sighs> they call it, well, for once we can't give him any heat. But 911 gets called and uh, doesn't say if they arrested the five-year-old. No. Hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully, they went to the house and arrested uh, mom or dad or everybody that lives there and took custody of the kid. That's right. Ah, geez, it's just amazing. You know, listen, the five year old can't get all the matches and a lighter to light that crack up. I mean, so it's like, it's kind of kind of a no harm, no foul kind of crime, right? Yeah, that's in right. Philly, it would be right. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, bro, we got carnival workers acting badly. 
Yeah, we do have a Carney acting badly, absolutely. Who ever heard of a Carney acting badly? Aren't they upstanding citizens? Yeah, well, Never I mean, in trouble, never anything perverted, degenerate. No? <laughs> yeah, what happened out in Great Falls, Montana? We got Salaman Garcia. He groped, uh, groped a police detective between her legs while he was checking the seatbelt on a ride. Uh, you know what? Probably not it's a harmless error. moves. It's a harmless error. I mean, you're, harmless, you're that's making, right. sure, making sure that she's safe, her belt's tight, and then your hand just slips. That's what the lawyer's going to say. That's the defense. Judge, judge, your honor, harmless error on the part of my client, okay? Not intentional. That crotch grabbing that went on was not intentional and was for her safety. I, you think because she's police detective, she might be just a little too sensitive. Maybe he got within, you know, three or four inches too close. Yeah, exaggerating. Yes, she got embarrassed because, I mean, a good detective would have just dropped him right there on the spot, right? She'd oh, have, yeah. Uh, she'd have broke his nose at the very least. Oh, yeah. Cuffed him up and dragged his butt down the fairway as an example of the mother carnies who wanted to get frisky with anyone. Apparently in Great Falls, Montana, don't they, you know... She do hold a press conference. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, Salomon Garcia's lawyer, he says his client denies those allegations. Didn't happen. But the interesting story about this one is we do know the victim's name. And uh, usually um, uh, alleged victims of sexual assault, uh, their names aren't publicly disclosed. But she she did uh, allow for that. She wanted to be known for this. Mm-hmm. This this is the biggest arrest in her career. Okay. <laughs> Out air, great falls. That's right, Paul. We're going to take another break right now, and we've got a great happy ending, or two great happy end- endings involving two police officers doing amazing things. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Ah, uh, Popo Nation, just what you've been waiting for. The final, the hot ending that we do every week for you on WLS AM 890 in Chicago. We don't miss a beat. We close out with a flurry. Huh? Make you roll on them windows. Get some air in that car. Turn the fan on, the old ceiling fan and air conditioning, because we've got heating up now. Ending with the bang? Is that what you're trying to say? We're going to end with a bang and a slash and bang, it looks like, right? (laughs) With a box cutter. Listen, folks, if, uh, you know, you're married to an elderly woman, she's around 55 or so, they're a little bit more sensitive at that age than they were at 25, right? You best be buying her a gift when that birthday rolls around. Right, Loop? I, apparently, I mean, wow. I, I, a birthday dinner isn't enough anymore? You hey, got you to gotta bring you gotta bring gifts to the, the Dude bought her table? a card. I mean, he's, he bought her a card, and he's, you know, she was drinking a little vodka to celebrate the day, and I guess the card wasn't lovey-dovey enough. Might have been a joke card, like you're 55-year-old and I'm dumping you for a 25-year-old or something like that, right? <laughs> and she apparently got upset after having a few pops. And uh, this resulted in 911 getting called, right? Because <laughs> he's getting stabbed. Next thing you know, he said, I'm getting stabbed. Got she her what? card. <laughs> what are you getting stabbed with? This is where it gets interesting. <laughs> See, on an airplane? I mean, is this the Taliban in the house with him or what? What is she doing walking around with a box card? What, what is she, uh, she, she work at Amazon? I don't, I don't understand. Apparently she knew this cheap bastard pretty well, and she was prepared for her birthday this time, okay? The other, you know, the last 20 or so that uh, lame gifts that were being bought, she just said at 55, double nickel time, you know what? I'm not putting up with anymore. I'm going to sharpen up the old box cutter. Well, let me show him who's who around here. 
Ja. <laughs> he had to call for help. He had to get him, get her off his ass with that box cutter, didn't he? Nearly killed him, destroyed his bedroom, <laughs> destroyed his crib, ripped his, broke his bed, tipped over his nightstand, threw everything around. Man, she was peed off. If I had to guess, I bet she's a, you know, probably a candidate for Jenny Craig or something like that as well at 55. But I, who knows? You know, she might be in shape. But I, I, I hate to judge. But she did destroy the bed when she was jumping on it, okay? Yeah, well, she spent the rest of her birthday in jail. Well, that's that, it, man. She won't be the first person to spend her you, birthday night in jail, right? What do you think they gave her for uh, dinner? A little bologna sandwich? Got the, got the old bologna sandwich, I'm sure. <laughs> that one, though, they might have gave her two or three bologna sandwiches <laughs> to keep her quiet. You probably know? gave her a card with that. Here's your birthday card. <laughs> Here's sucker. your card. Here's your card, chubby. <laughs> Behave yourself, okay? The hell's wrong with you? Don't, don't pick up any new charges while you're in our jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're staying over by there. We're going to Massachusetts now. I uh, would go a little bit further north. What happened up in Massachusetts? I mean, she got a light sentence. I mean, she stole, what, over $100,000. You know, she was a bank teller, yeah. and she was just, you know, just robbing Let, robbing wait, people left and right at the bank. That's a gift, man. That's yeah. a that's a gift this sentence, right? She's got a month. hundred grand. She's from elderly clients. She's stealing the old people's money. Yo, folks, she's ripping off. You sure this is in Cook County? You sure Fox and Friends didn't give her that diversionary program? <laughs> Fox and Friends is nowhere near this one. Okay, no. leave him alone. Judge O'Brien will be investigating this one, okay? Be cannon fodder. We'll turn it into a Fox and Friends case. Yeah. Hey, she got a brace. Je Jessica Vargas worked at the uh, Ethel Savings Bank. Uh, she had mm -hmm. to pay back 108000 in restitution, right? Uh, where's she going to get that? I don't, I don't know. know. She's got 15 family members to feed. I mean, she it's a lot of mouths to feed, and, you know, $100,000 goes a long way. Where's she going to come up with 108000 for restitution? Struggling to provide as, for as many as 15 family members, right? Because right? her husband was disabled. I, I, You know what? <laughs> the judge looked at this one and said, listen, I'm going to let you stay home with them 15 idiots, which is far more punishment than putting you in jail and giving you a vacation, Right. Yeah, that's, right. that's what happened there. He, he looked at that group out in the galley and he said, I, I, I've got nothing that's going to torture you as much as what's sitting behind you. Okay, go home. <laughs> go home and fester. Yeah, go home and deal with the, this group, okay? <laughs> that's kind of a happy ending, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For the MCC, they don't have to put up with her, right? She's going back home. She thought she was going to get a break from all that craziness. Just a month. Not so. She got a 30-day break. That's all you get. Then back to hell in the 15 dependents you have over there. Whew. Hey, bro, guess here's what? A, here's a happy story, though. We got two happy stories. I like this one, though, right? Yeah. Tell us about it. This is a good story. I'll lead off with the first one. We got a retired uh, police officer. He gives his old partner, you know, her kidney. I mean, the fact that, you know, amazing, they're, they're a match. That That's one thing. But, I mean, to have such a great relationship with your partner... Uh, over the years, you know, you guys protect each other. You, uh, you know, you you know your secrets. Everything, whatever stay, whatever whatever happens in the car stays in the car. You know, it's it's a relationship that builds over years, and then you retire, and then you find out that your partner, you know, uh, needs a kidney. And like, then you like, just, like needs one really, really well, like right now he needs one, like, right? Like the kidney she has uh, yeah. only works what ten percent, right? So yeah. Dire need of a transplant. You jump in there and and you're a match. 
There you go. There you go. I'm, you I'm save your I'm, partner again. Bro, I'm, guess, I'm guessing the Polish guy in Rogers Park would not get your kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing not, but, but Stanley Barsh, his kidney shot, and his old partner, Megan Ambrose, she said, you know what? I'll give you one of my kidneys. Yeah. I mean, after they're retired, after they're away from yeah. each other, right? Yeah, yeah. A nice woman, huh? Yeah. A great jester. But yeah. she ain't cutting her old man up with a box cutter at home on her birthday and drinking vodka at noon. <laughs> I'm sure these two shared some good good time, good times in the car and just, uh, you know, all around uh, great that's career. A, that's a great story. And, yeah. our, and our own superintendent, he had, he had to have a kidney replacement. His son uh, jumped in there and gave him one, that's didn't right, he? That's right, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Right, you giving up a kidney, you got to really... A, you got to be a good dude you're giving it to and somebody you really love a lot. You got to love right? him, exactly. Yeah. What's the other one in Denver about, Paul? This is a great story, man. It's this homeless guy running around, and this 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 female <laughs> officer, Alicia Harris, she she meets him in December, and, and she takes an interest in him because he's freezing to death. He's on the street. He's not eating. He ain't sleeping. Because he, he's he, a human being. He's getting run over on a yeah. regular basis, sleeping yeah. where he's sleeping. Yeah. And she starts spending some time with him, getting to know him, and uh, she finds out where he's from. And she starts looking for family members, right? And she reaches out and she finds a family member. And when she gets hold of this family member, no one had seen this guy in over twenty years, right? Where do you live at? In California? Yeah. And this is he's now in Denver. Denver. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh and and she's able to reunite the family. And the family thought he was dead. Well, he was he was living in an alley two blocks away from Coors Field, uh when uh the police officer Alicia Harris yeah, Denver, met him. Denver's got it. Big, big homeless problem, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. You know, a very liberal community, and they put up with a lot. And, uh, of course, um, and it's a pretty good climate most of the time, Yeah, right? You might get three feet of snow, but it'd be 80 the next day. So the, the homeless uh, are able to, and, and there's a lot of soup kitchens and people, but this this uh, Denver PD officer, and I've had some experience with Denver cops, good people, man. And, and most... <laughs> Big majority of the Denver cops are from Chicago, New Jersey, New York. They all go out there to, you know, it's a good paying job. A little change of pace, yeah. Yeah, change of pace. <laughs> but they're busy. A lot mm-hmm. of bank robberies and stuff. But yeah. she she jumps in there, man, and she reunites this homeless guy with his family who had thought he'd been dead for a long time. Thank God for social media. She got yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. She got, yeah. yeah. She run it down. I mean, you could do a lot. Searching when, <laughs> when you've got some downtime, you ever find yourself on Facebook just looking for people in the squad car at two o'clock in the morning? Let me see what I can find here. What happened to my idiot friend? You know, in fifth grade, what happened to my? Right. What happened to that a hole uh, in, in high school? What is he up to? What happened to my old hot boyfriend that I used to date? Is he did, divorced yet? Did that bully turn into a douchebag? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could do a lot with Facebook. You could find out. You know, you could, you could kill a lot of time. Kill a lot that of midnight shift, right? Kill a lot of time and reunite a lot of families. Yeah, let's get this homeless guy out of my district because I'm tired of writing paper on his silly ass getting run over about once a week. Yeah, well, this police officer, she was honored uh, with the Unparalleled Community Impact Award for her work helping Robinson get back home. And you know what, Paul? That does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six. Thanks a lot, Paul, Becky, Brett. You guys are great. See you next week.